we're going to open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 to 4. We're going to read only those two verses. It's why I feel the Lord lead us this afternoon, no, morning, this morning, to, to share the word of praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. How many of you are, are fasting this period? Put up your hand straight. Put down. How many of you are feasting this period? Put up straight. Toswala. You put up and I shame you for being so inconsiderate. I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyway, we, those, I, I, of course, everyone has their own reasons for not fasting. Some do have reasons. and Some probably didn't even know that we are in a 40-day fast and some of us a bit more than 40. And uh, I think in this month of February, coming month of February, I'm going to put an evening, you know, prayer. We, we need some, we need to stretch our, uh, back in the day we used to do it almost every day with a bunch of you when we were still fewer. But now it has become a bit, uh, yeah, a good way. But now I think in, in February I'm going to put up a certain Friday of sort or Saturday of sort. You just come and we shander for like three hours non-stop. Hallelujah. Some of you, corporate prayer helps you greatly. Somebody shout hallelujah. So if you'll open with me, Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4. The Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Hallelujah. Sometimes until the light of the gospel shines on your spirit, there are scriptures you would and can read and think that they are as obvious as you've read them. Do you know why the gospel will stay relevant for as long as the earth remaineth. It's very simple. The word of God has its own eternal life and power to not only transform the man who reads it, but also to translate itself in the way that man needs it for the realm of that, or, or, or in, in that given period of life. And, and thus makes it relevant every time. Who has understood what I just said? One scripture in the Bible can mean a million things, yet all true. Are you hearing me? That is why we can never run out of revelation if we have Christ, because he's the revealer of these truths. He is the word. Christ is endless. This Bible is simply letters and stories and words and, 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 and accounts of things of men who encountered this God. He's bigger than what they have encountered. Somebody shout hallelujah. So the good news of the Bible is you will never wake up any day, one day, and not have nothing to, and have nothing to preach or nothing to share. And say, you know what? I've shared it all. Or I've read everything in scripture and now I think I understand it all. Whoa, you can't. These are bottomless things of God. The Bible calls them bottomless. Now, you all read, and many people, of course, read this scripture every day, and they say, hey, oh, for though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. We all read it. But then, you live with a Christian for years, and then you start seeing them warring after the flesh. Can I give you an example? Hmm? If a dear sister speaks evil about you, right? 
or a dear brother speaks evil about you. And then you're disturbed because they spoke evil about you. And then you also go in a position and place of trying to also speak against them. What are you doing? You're warring after the flesh. Are you hearing me? You're warring after the flesh. But you see, uh, man of God, you don't understand. This person hurt me. They did this and did that and did this and did that. I mean, some of us have been abused in one day. Abuses that they have never abused anyone. All of you combined in one day. <laughs> you just wake up and they call you and tell you, Mama, what is on Facebook? Apostle, I hope you're not there. Every, people abusing you. You understand? Eh? And every abuse comes. Some of us, we've been abused in one day. What you will not be abused, all of you, in, in one lifetime. Because you're too invisible to the devil. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? I could also go on the internet and also answer them with insults. But that is warring after the what? The flesh. Oh, but this person did this. Do you think it's fair? Okay, they did it. What does the word of God say? Oh, no, but you know, Apostle, this sister is very bad. Yes. But what does the word of God say? At the appearance of Satan, the accuser, the first conviction in every Christian should be, but what does the Bible say in this situation? Okay, you've told me that this person stole your tire. But what does the Bible say in this situation? Because you see, many wrongs, right, can justify others to also wrong others. That's walking in the flesh. That's warring after the flesh. There are many men who have written about me in this world and spoken about me, all sorts of things. But I have never stood here and mentioned their names like they do about me in their secret places and private area. But they speak and I hear everything. Are you hearing me? And then after hearing everything, I add more chairs. That's worrying after the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? I take myself for a nice meal. I look in the mirror and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Greater is he which is in you than he that is in the world. I, 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 that's how I war. Hallelujah. If things go another way, sometimes it's not even people insulting you. Sometimes it's, it's how certain things go against you. And then you start fighting in the flesh. Bible has said, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. That means every war that comes to you as a believer, firstly, discern what is this in the spirit. Always first understand that. What is the implication of this in the spirit? Are you hearing me? You've read the book of Judges where the war of Sisera took place. Until the stars went in the spiritual realm and, and the courses started fighting each other, there was no victory down. But when the, the stars, men went in the spirit and fought, Sisera was defeated physically. Meaning everything that you will have as a success physically will have a result of a spiritual 
way you do things. Let me teach you one thing for some of you. You will never defeat a man who understands how to fight in the spirit, even if they are wicked. Even if they are what? They are wicked. The Bible has told you of righteous men that die quickly and wicked men which prolong their days. This is scripture. He was vanity, it was painful to the writer. The scribe felt it, it was there, but he says, all things have I seen in the days of my vanity. There is a just man, he says, that perishes in his righteousness. And there is a wicked man that prolongeth his life in wickedness. Because that wicked man might know how to deal with the spirit realm. Otherwise, Satan would not be having victory over believers. He would not be having results. He's the most wicked thing that has ever existed and will ever exist. But he still afflicts the sons and daughters of God. Because he understands the spirit world more than many believers do. Spiritual warfare is supposed to be a clear understanding. That is why I wish many of you were here in school of ministry and talking about the principalities, the powers, the rulers, and spirits of wickedness in high places. You need to understand how these things operate. You might be there and somebody's stressing you, they're disturbing you, yet it's just the spirit of wickedness on an individual. And you, you think they just have bad manners. No, they don't have bad manners. They just carry a spirit of wickedness. Are you hearing me? There are people who are just wicked. They just wake up to devise means to destroy other people. They exist in this world. They wake up and the spirit mantles them and they say, what should I do to Pastor Zach? You understand what I'm saying? But that's how not so you have learned Christ. Shout hallelujah. But they exist and you're going to find them in this world. Satan is their father. You understand? They breastfeed from him. It's their nature. It's in them. So, get to terms with it and accept it and know how to fight also. Somebody shout hallelujah. Rulers, powers, principalities, all these things are causes against you, the believer. The good news is he has told you where you are as they are against you. You're seated in Christ. Far above all principalities and powers and dominions. You see, the Bible said you're seated far above. Far above. For them to have effect on you, you need to go so low. <laughs> who, is, who has understood what I just said? For them to have effect on your life, you need to go so low. You need to become so carnal. But we refuse it in the mighty name of Jesus. And now the next line says, for the weapons of our warfare, he says, they are not carnal. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. You are in the flesh, but you don't war after the flesh. And the weapons you use, they are not also carnal of the flesh. Are you hearing me? It disturbs, it disturbs heaven. When they hear that a Christian is quarreling. What are you doing? How carnal can you be? But isn't he the one? Oh, okay, now you've gone back to pre-primary. 
It should not be hard that a Christian was fighting. How can they hear that you were fighting? Fighting for what? How, how can you fight? Oh, Pastor Papa, this girl beat me. How can, she, how can she even think in the head to beat a human being? How can a man who just wake up and who is born again eh, and just look at his wife, however knowing she is, and slap her? How? Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? If you've done it, repent. You're forgiven. You understand. But you, you can't be carnal. Our weapons are not carnal. Our weapons are not mad slaying, gossip, slander, evil speaking, what, accusations, what, following up on people, then you, you, you speak evil things about them, then you talk about them, then you fight or punch you. you under, those things are not Christian. Tell your neighbor they are not Christian. I have had people who say, I'll show you my true color. So you have another thing inside there. It's just seated in Fanero. It's waiting. To be pushed. But locally, born again Christians. Walk away. Just do what? Walk away. It is more strength to lose. When, even more so when you know you can win. And then you choose to concede. There is something heaven does on your life. When you learn that way. Why? Because you are going the more excellent way. The Bible says love is the more excellent way. It is the more excellent way. Are you hearing me? It's the more excellent way. If somebody wrongs you, you extend a hand of love to them. That means you are mature. You are the mature child of God. Because you're walking in love where you're not supposed to be walking in love. Or where you're not even obligated to walk in love. Or where you even have reasons against walking in love. You choose to walk in love. Or at least... There are people, for example, have realized that might never consider reconciling with me. At least I have maintained the bond of peace with them. Peace means I don't speak about anything. I don't speak against them. Let them deal with their God. Oh, but this person said, you know, and, and you know the, big, the biggest challenge is when they bring the story to you. Uh, so and so said. Then you say, eh? How can he say? Then you also want to explain your side. That's canoe. That's canoe. One time some man of God spoke about me, then another one called me from America. You have, no, you have to explain. You have, you, apostle, no, 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 no. This is, this is, no, you have to explain to us. I told the man, man of God, how can I explain to you if you hear God? So I also bring a spiritual matter. To a carnal man eh, to judge it by the time you have not had God on something me I know that you've not had is already contrary to what I know. By the way, when you get to a point where somebody is seeking an explanation and you see they are carnal enough not to even see, what's your point explaining? Yesterday I was with a group of people and I told them the problem with many Christians, you always want to win by men. Every scripture you read by men, you think it's all because you have that mentality of a carnal mentality. You're, 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 like the Bible says, you've put your trust in the arm of flesh. Every, the, even some of the scriptures you read, 
pertaining men, many of them you misunderstand and misconstrue. Even some that don't refer to men, you think they're talking about men. You hear somebody in a spiritual battle and they make a statement like, ah, the Bible says many at our side than those against us and they think that it's the group of people behind them. So what if you wake up one day and you're alone? How do you claim many are at our side than those that are against us? Very simple. Jesus stands in a similar situation where the Son of God is in 100% danger. And he asks these fools, Know ye not that I can call upon 12 legions of angels and they can appear like right now? That is about four, between 4 or, or between four to 6,000 times 12. I, I can call them, I can summon them now. When we talk about those on our side, we're not talking about the people who are on our side. No. It begins with your place in God. If God be for you, who can be against you? In Psalms 91, he says how he will send his angels before you that they should guide you in the way that you should go. He has not mentioned the number. He has not told you two, three, four. No, 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 no. He says he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. To keep thee in all your ways. He says he will send his angels charge over you. As even though your physical eye can't see this, there are many that are surrounding you that you don't see. And they are in charge of you. God got certain angels and says, you are in charge of that man. There are many on your side. That means you will always have more angelics on your side than any man and his group. If a man with 10,000 attacks you, God will multiply your angelics. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, your trust should not be in how many people support you. Paul says, if I please men, then I would not be a pleaser of God. You know what that means? It means some of you are so interested in pleasing everyone and explaining yourself to everyone and being right to everyone that you're wrong before God. No, the Bible is clear. If I please, if I was a pleaser of men, I would not please God. I tell you again, all that matters is that God confirms you. Yesterday I was in the afternoon, I was sharing with a group of people, and I told people that is the, the, the world, that's that's the world now that we have entered in the spirit of deception has crept in unaware into the church, and it has made men very insecure of themselves. And many people, by the way, the beginning of opening up your spirit to the world of compromise and sin is the seeking of approval from men. They abused you when you were young, that you're ugly, and then some young man tells you you're beautiful. Then you, eh. You understand what I'm saying? You want to be liked. Eh? That's the power of Facebook. How many likes? That's the power of YouTube. How many likes? Instagram, Twitter. You mentioned Tumblr. What are they showing? Such that people can say, Kitty! Oh my God, do you know we got a thousand likes in like five minutes? But none. 
So what if you have a thousand likes in five minutes? So those, that's the air you breathe in. I'm liked. Are you hearing me? Then they put... You understand what I'm saying? And then you go back and say, but why did this one refuse? Eh? Over where did I get it wrong? Eh? You understand? Approval in women. I tell women you have worsened. Everything on you is now approval. They even have, they call it the cuter side. You see a woman taking a photo like this. Says, oh, wait, wait. This is my cuter side. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Because it's the side with the dimple. Who told you that? You're photoshopping yourself. And you ask men, we don't see it. You ask any man who has seen a woman taking the cuter side, you'd be like, one of them did it one day and I said, let me take time and look at the cuter side. I saw it was symmetrical, geometrically the same. I said, cuter side cute aside. Piece of advice. Take it as it comes. Praise God. If your eyes are up, yes, that's how you look like sometimes. Be free in the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Bambi, don't take offense, cute sides. No, but I mean, okay, do it, but don't, don't feel that it's what makes you beautiful. It's not what makes you beautiful. It's not the cute side. Otherwise, you're, you're going to start patching up every uncute side. One time you'll come, one side is lighter than the other. You understand? Be smart. I'm not saying don't be smart or don't smile. Or nothing, but let, that's not what defines you. Hallelujah. What defines you is where inside, gentle, meek, incorruptible, which in the eyes of God is priceless. Are you hearing me? I wish we invest more time there. I wish we invest more time there. Said so when men take photos of you, they see your inside, and it's beautiful. Somebody shout hallelujah. But you have cute sides, but with a very bad attitude. You understand? But the one I'm talking about, didn't come. Praise God. That's the power of being an apostle. You can rebuke men and they love you, but you try it when you're just a teacher. Some people can take offense. Praise God. But you know there's love in, in what I speak. So the, the world is so full of how many people approve of you, will approve you, how many people love you and don't love you. Oh, it's so sad. This person doesn't love me. But does Jesus love you? That's all that matters in this world. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's all that matters in this world. It's all that matters in this world. It's all that matters in this world. That's why our old spirituals used to sing songs. They used to sound proud, but they, were, they knew what they, what, 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 what they were singing. You get it? As in if you get in, in the way with me and God. Eh? You, you get my point? Because for them what was important was... God. Somebody shout hallelujah. So, God tells you that you're not carnal. You're not supposed to fight carnally. You're not supposed to deal carnally. You're not supposed to respond carnally. You're not supposed to act carnally. And he tells you, you have weapons. And the weapons of your warfare are not, or your warfare are not also 
carnal. Somebody shout hallelujah. But the Bible says they are mighty through Christ. That's why I wanted to talk about. So that means God has accorded weapons for you and I that are mighty in God. They are mighty through God. They are mighty in God. They are mighty. He has given you things that you will use. They are mighty through God. So there is weaponry that God has given you. One time I was at a conference and some man of God was talking about weapons. I was shocked. The weapons the man was talking about. I don't even want to go there. Some people have misinterpreted the Bible. Hmm? The guy started to mention insects. He started to mention what? Then he started quoting scriptures that were out of context. I said to think to myself, this is not weapons of warfare. The man was in a conference. You can send people insects, and then insects bite them. If your enemy disturbs you, you say, God, I send insects. And I'm like, but what's wrong with believers? Some people are tending to witchcraft now. And they call them weapons. The guy, and, and, and he was so smart, he mentioned like eight or nine weapons. And, but in scripture, they were not weapons. Scripturally, they were not weapons. A couple of them. I'll give you one today. And maybe give you another the next time. Romans 13 verses 11. Romans 13 and verses 11. If you're there, you say, Amen. Say Amen. Mm -hmm. Read. One, two, three, let's go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for now is our salvation nearer than we believed. Uh -huh. The night is fast spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on our weapon of light. Now, hope the word weapon used in scripture is the Greek word hoplon. And the very Greek word hoplon is the very word used there for armor. You understand? So in any given day, if a man removed the word armor of light and put weapon of light, he would be right before God and before scripture. Because the same word, the same Greek word read there, hoplon, is, is, is a weapon. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, Paul tells us here in Romans that light is a weapon. It is a weapon of warfare. Wow. Light is a weapon of warfare. It is not just the thing that shines in darkness. Uh -uh. It's a weapon. When you put on the armor of light, and I'm going to explain what it means to put on the armor of light, to put on the weaponry of light. Some of you do not know how to fight with the light. You don't know how to fight in the light. I think better put. You don't know how to deal with the armor of light. If you read Romans, you realize Paul is trying to bring another thought of context here because he, he gives an experience of sleeping and awakening and sleeping and awakening, right? And the night is first spent and the day is due. Okay? Now, how many of you know the scripture says that weeping may endure but for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. You understand what I'm saying? Now, as, as, a, as a figure, here, he's sort of giving us a mind, 
denotation, connotation of of the state of sleep and night representing evil, attacks, trouble, and things that hit you. Right? And the day as a representation of light and your source of salvation and deliverance. So Paul tells you, now in that light, he's saying, knowing that the time that is now, is, sorry, knowing that the time now is high, it's, sorry, know, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. He's saying now that you know it is the time. Here, he's talking about the, 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 in this dispensation of knowing the time, it is high time. It means that you have now transceded beyond excuse not to have results because the present truth has told you or revealed to you that revelation is the one defining factor of a man having results in any time of the spirit. Who is following what I'm saying? Before we understood this, before reformation came to us as the, as, 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 as in church history, as a Christendom, from the transition before the death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the life we have received through him, we have now understood that time can be redeemed, time can be affected only by one element in biblical truth, and that is the spirit of revelation. Not simply one revelation, but the spirit of revelation. His responsibility in your life is to open your eyes. He says, having eyes, they see not. Having ears, they hear not. And their hearts have not understood. And he says, least at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their hearts and under, uh, hear with their ears and understand with their hearts. And he says, and I sh and, and should be converted and I should heal them. I should heal them. That means there's a mandate on God to do miracles, signs, and wonders, to give you a breakthrough for anything you have gone through. Once your eyes are open, your ears are open, and your heart has understood. Your heart understands, your ears hear, your eyes see revelation. At the sound and understanding and hearing of revelation, once you hear it with your ears and your eyes see it in the spirit, and your heart conceives it, the Bible says that is your time now for you to enter into whatever you want God to fix. God does not put future tenses on faith. That is why he says in Hebrews, now faith is. Now faith is. It is now faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is how he has separated logos, which is the entire word of God, and rema, which is the ultimate word needed for that season and moment. It's Logos is, is the mother of Rema. Out of Logos do we get Rema. Out of the entire word of God do we get that, 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 that word that is for that season, that is for that moment. That means every time you go through a situation that is hard, look for the word. Don't go crying to your auntie and uncles and sisters. Look for the word. It doesn't matter how bad the situation is. It's a good attitude for a Christian to wake up every morning and the first thing that hits your head when you're going through trouble is the word. The first thing that hits your spirit is what can I read in the word? What is the word saying in this situation? I have a financial issue. What is the word saying? My husband is becoming funny. What is the word saying? My children is this. What does the word of God say? 
Once you get rema to your spirit, now, now you're, you're, you're shifting from the kernel. You're entering the spiritual. You're saying my weapon is not kernel. Somebody shout hallelujah. That is the idea that always, always, every time you remember that you have not consulted Rema first, always repent in your heart and in your spirit and take yourself back to the place of what does the word of God say in this situation? Are you following me? What does the word of God say in this situation? What does the word of God say? Yes, I'm going through this, but what does the word of God say? Go to the mountain, look for a man of God, prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelistic bishop to lay hands. Waste your time. But you're going to have to come back and say, what does the word of God say? It's the standard. Parents, raise your children that way. When your kid says, oh, mommy, I feel pain. Oh, sorry, go get some kalpo and drink. You understand, eh? You've told your child that when you have a pain, look for a painkiller. And the next time they look for pain instead, the word, don't blame them. Are you hearing me? And if now they go that way, before you know that, you're, oh, by the way, drugs are okay to, to swallow. But these words are medicine. I don't know whether you prefer men's prescriptions or God's. But me, I chose long ago. Because a man can give you three times four. When you just need a one times two. But God can't be wrong on prescription. Somebody shout hallelujah. And your prescription is Rema. You go through a circumstance and say, Raka ya 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 patalaya. Zuko Brondo, Saye. Now you're operating yourself. I'm not saying it's wrong to sit under a surgeon's hand. But why don't you first start with the senior surgeon? The God of all flesh. He knows your body very well. He can, he can operate you without a cut. So when your child comes and says, oh, mommy, this is happening, what does the word say? Oh, but this person abused me at school. What? Some of you, you first get Hamza. Uh -huh. Who? 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 Hamza? I'm coming to school tomorrow. Then you go with this whole attitude. Of, you, I want Hamza to come and tell me why he's beating my son. Bring him here. Bring him. Then they bring Hamza and he's twice your size. So Hamza, I'm just a parent. I was concerned that you are beating my son, but I don't have anything against you. You look to be a good boy, and Hamza is just... My child, they've beaten you. That's so bad of them. But what does the word of God say? Have you forgiven them first? You understand? My son, I know you did not perform well, but what does the word of God say? Have you done the word? 
No, I did it and it failed. It, it, the word can't fail if you did it right. Let's go back to the word. What does the word of God say? How did you do it? As you continue to lead this child through, they will get it and understand, oh, I think I missed it here. Then they'll do it better. What does the word of God say? Husbands, wives, when you're in your family. What does the word say? You realize it will sort many wars. Many wars between you. What does the word of God say? Because for it, eh, it is a designer of hearts. It separates bone and marrow. It can show that this is, this is God and this is darkness. And, and if you're a man of the word, under the word, you submit yourself to the word. Somebody shout hallelujah. Isn't that so? Now I'm going to go a bit deeper here. So he gives us a situation where night is the trouble and things that you go through and day is the time of your salvation. Okay? And time here, in this instance, I've told you it is the spirit of revelation. Revelation is the vindicator and redeemer of time in the physical world, but begins from the spirit world. That means all you need under every trouble is the word. Oh, that's all you need. As, as simple as it may sound, it has become so hard and complicated for certain people to understand this. But that's how simple the things of the spirit are. Because the word that I speak to you, he said it is spirit and it is life. You activate the work and mind of God in a matter. It doesn't matter the news you have received. It doesn't matter how bad it will look like. This word never fails. God never what? God never fails. Now, he gives a situation where you go through challenges and then he says, now it's time for us to awake out of sleep. That means to come to the revelation. Wake, awakening out of sleep. There are two... It, that's why later, if I get time to speak more about the weapon of righteousness, he's, even in there, you go, in the New Testament, you realize he tells men to awaken unto righteousness. And the scripture is very clear that righteousness is a weapon. Isn't it? I have a sermon on that, but it was short. I, I would want to one time give it eh, more deeper than I have. Righteousness is a weapon. But then you realize they awaken to righteousness. That means God wants to draw them to the to the, to, the, to the revelation of the righteousness of God in Christ. It's the same thing here. Again, he's talking about the armor of light and he's telling you and I to awaken. Come to the revelation. And then he says, for now is our salvation nearer than we have believed. That line only means that you are as closer to your miracle than yesterday. That's the cause for which we don't faint. And then you see somebody believing God for all of this while and then they get to the end when they're just probably two minutes to the answer. And then they draw back to perdition. He says, the Bible says, for us we believe to the saving of the soul. You stick to faith until the answer comes. That's what they call crazy faith, understanding faith. You don't give up because the circumstance has worsened. You could even worsen and worsen and worsen and worsen and get to the worst bit thereof. But there's one thing that you don't change. You don't change your confession. You don't change what you believe because of the circumstance. And Satan has understood the church very well. He knows that if he continues pushing certain buttons, he'll cause you to doubt what you believe. That's all he's trying to do. He's not seeking to kill you. He doesn't have the power to kill you. But he can push your will to concede to death. The Bible says he, Jesus took away the keys of 
death from Satan. That means there is nothing, no power Satan has over you to kill you. And there is no power he has to kill anything of yours. But he has a trick and way of deception enough to convince you that it is dead. For you to believe that it is dead. And by conceding that it is dead, therefore it dies. The Bible says David perceived that the boy was dead. It had to take a sort of perception for it to sink in his spirit that he stopped fasting and he buried his boy. And in a similar situation, a woman, what, what do you call her? A Shunammite. The Shunammite woman, similar situation. Her boy is dead, but the husband asks her, is everything okay? And the Shunammite woman says, all is well. She goes to the prophet, is everything and your household okay? All is well. Both have dead children, but one walks back with a living child and another one has perceived the death. Some of you, it's not that these things are hard. No, it's almost that the devil has convinced you enough to believe that your marriage has failed. He has convinced you enough to believe that HIV is incurable. He has convinced you enough to believe that you are gone, you are finished. He has convinced you enough to believe that this thing cannot work anymore. The moment he convinces you and then your will gives in into his conviction, your will, the power of your will is what sells you to the devil. It's what ensnares you. Who is understanding what I'm saying? It's what puts you in trouble. You, 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 your faith is affected. Your faith is destroyed. And some of you, you know how to speak words. To confess right. But inside you're dying. Inside you're conceding. You don't know how to use the shield of faith. To quench the word. Yes. So sometimes, even when your enemies curse you and they speak words on you and then you get bad reports from doctors or bad statements or bad stories, those words are not the things that destroy you. No. But sometimes, how you build your faith against these things, it's not that they've said you're going to die, therefore it has power over you. No. But it's how you conceive it that you're going to die that kills you. In Isaiah, there's a place where he speaks of how the words of their enemies didn't kill them. The things did not attack them. But when they went to their archers, the archers killed them. Why? Because they were firing arrows. He's speaking of a place where it's not the words or any things that are destroying them, but it's how they've built this whole shield of faith on their life. They don't know how to build shields of faith. And the Bible says, and thereby were they brought into snare. They were ensnared. But they were destroyed because when the archers came, the archers had leeway over them. That means there are things in their spirits that attack their faith. They look so much on the circumstances outside and start to concede slowly. I have been to hospital beds and I've found people confessing, right? But you check in their heart and they have conceded death. But no, 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 I can't die. I can't die. But when you check inside their heart, they have conceded death. You have to get to a point where you convince your, yourself 
beyond reasonable doubt that regardless of what you see, that's what they call faith. And okay, what if I get in a situation, apostle, and then, and then my faith is dying. I'm trying to confess right, I'm believing right, but I feel inside it is refusing. Simple, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get a crazy someone and put it in and listen to it over and over and over. As you're listening to the word, faith comes. He told you how faith comes. But some of you take too long to read the word. You take too long to hear the word. You hear it only on Sunday and Thursday. And then you have trouble the whole week. And then you ask yourself why the whole week is trouble. Because you take only two doses a week. Are you hearing me? Some of us take four times five. Some of us take three times four. Muslims take five times one. Five swallows a day. For you even forget to pray. You have to get to a point where they're everywhere. They're, they're in your car, they're in your bathroom, they're on your phone, they're in your bedroom. They're everywhere. You're listening to the word every time. Every t That's why I told people, any serious Christian must have a list of summons. Yeah? Like, you like, a, dr like a, a, a drunkard enters a, a, a bar and he knows his choice. You understand what I'm saying? Give me this. Give me that. Give me this. Give me that. The, the, you have to get to a point where you have your summons also. If case anything happens, you just tune it in. And if you are listening to a summon of the spirit, you realize every time you listen to it, it gives you an answer. Before you know that, what you thought was impossible starts to become possible. What you thought could not work starts to work. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. There is nothing that kills you faster than being in a place where your faith is being opposed and you're not listening to anything. So I tell people, listen to the word. I was asking myself a question. Like there are people, for example, who audio stream and they live stream. And you find somebody audio streaming or live streaming huh? because they are desperate to get the word. Are you hearing me? They are that desperate that they'll buy data. They'll stop everything. There are people who live stream from Australia, Canada. They live stream across the world. And someone is desperate to live stream. They're desperate to live stream because they, they, it's all they have. When a man like that is desperate to live stream, when he comes where he can access the word, he can't live stream or audio stream. He wants to be in the presence. It beats me when a man just sits in his bed and says, I'm going to audio stream. When he can come to service, that man has not yet understood God a certain way. There is somebody audio streaming because they don't have the means to come. And there's another one audio streaming because they can avoid a physical meeting with God, but then they cannot avoid a, a lunch with a friend or, or a, an, a, an, an interview for a job. They, they are not interviewed on live stream. They can't tell their bosses, eh? let me live stream the interview. They, they, they can't. They'll be there. If you tell them there's a deal of 50 million, they'll say, where should I find you? But when it comes to, to God, they want him to find them. Take God seriously. Everybody in this room can afford data. But there are things, believe me, God sees the heart. There are things you can never get with that kind of attitude. Because there are things a man on live stream will not see and experience. 
except his heart before God is true that he has failed to make it. This is fellowship. He says, don't give up that fellowship. You understand what I'm saying? Because, anyway, to be continued. But get to a point where the word takes precedence. Oh, you know I should have, but I was working. Listen, you have to get to a point where even your customers know on Thursday you don't work. Money can wait. You woman, what do you think God, what do you think it takes God to give you a million dollars? You think it takes 20, 20 years of missing Thursday? The God you're going to can give you 20 million dollars next day. He can give you all. He is everything. It's like a person who says, I'm not coming to church because I'm sick. You're not coming to the healer because you're sick. That is in the realm of common sense. You're not coming to a healer because you're sick. You're not going to the bank to withdraw money because you don't what? No, no, no. Not, not have, have money. You, 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 uh, you're not buying the car because you don't have time to go to the bank. But you're the one who needs the car. It's a tool for you. It's for your advantage. Are you hearing me? That is called laziness. That's laxity. A little sleep, a little slumber. Do you understand what I'm saying? Take the word of God serious. As I told people, if it's possible, not if it's possible, always let the word find you. Okay? Of course, that people come from far. Keeping time is hard. But if it is possible, let the word find you. Don't find the word in the sermon. No. Because you're not led for flights. You're not led for meetings. You're not led for appointments. You're not led for lunch. You're not led for debts. Why are you led for the presence? You understand what I'm saying? I've realized this and this I learned long ago. I have learned for years to invest in the word and give it its priority. Everybody will know I am a friend to everybody, but there's one thing I don't joke with. I don't joke with the word. I don't joke with the word. When it comes to the time of the word of God, it is the word of God. This is God speaking to me, uninterrupted. When you have the right attitude to the word, you're going to realize that the things that you seek for will have the right attitude toward you. Because in him, the word, all these things consist. That means they have their identity and foundation. When you get in there, they, they identify with you. Some of you are struggling because of where the word is to you and where other things are. Tell your neighbor the word is priority. Tell them again and tell them the word is priority. Somebody shout hallelujah. So he tells us that let us cast off the works of darkness. That's the carnality. And let us put on the armor of light. That means you being a child of light, when they say you are the light of the world, when they say you are seated in the light, when they say you've been called to, from darkness into his marvelous light, I want you to understand that that is not just a privilege. It's also a weapon. It's also a weapon. As in Hong Kong one time and I found a sorcerer. She looked at me and she says, you are a man of the light. You are a man of the light. She started screaming, you are a man of the light. And it's not the first time I've seen it with them. They always see us and they know that that's a man of the light. They know you that you're a man of the light. Even when they go to a witch doctor to say, let's do witchcraft on Apostle Grace. The witch doctor will tell them. I have a member in this church. She's my witness. 
There is a certain lady they pray somewhere on Entebbe Road. She, she's, a, she's a diviner. She's a diviner. She, you meet her, she tells you your name, your family, everything on you. Everything. She's like a psychic. She has a spirit of divination. People go there and then she tells them everything. Their names, their phone numbers, their families, everything. What happened to you? So they, they, they hold her in that esteem. So one of our members tells me they took her uh, they, no, one of their members, uh, they took, I think, or they went there to this person. The parent took them, you know, not intended. But they, they were then, they had not yet known God then. They were just stuck. But this person had stayed coming to church. And for them, they convinced her that she was going to a prophetess. So she was just going, you know, there are people who always look for God to speak through men eh, when they have the God. Eh? Praise God. They are not free. Anyway, so this person goes, and this woman sees this person. And she, the diviner tells her, you pray with Apostle Grace Lubega. And she said, yes. And she said, you go back to him. Whatever he teaches, you will answer you. <laughs> I don't touch men of light and their people. Eh, eh? A diviner said, I don't touch men of light and their people. I don't touch men of light and their people. What are you looking for here when you have the word? A diviner told the church member. What are you looking for? Me, I don't touch men of the light and their children. I don't. Why? Because when we are praying, we encamp. Unless you're not a child in this ministry. You can't sit and find a diviner. You can't. You reach there and they don't answer you. Why? Because we seal you in by prayer. We protect you by the word of God. We speak upon your life. When you're sleeping, we wake up at 2 and 3 a.m. And we say, I and my children, they are for signs and wonders. They are kept by them. None shall snatch them from under. A lying leap shall not dissuade them. Deception shall not engulf them. No man, but let me tell you, it is so hard. You're my spiritual son or daughter. For a diviner to speak a prophetic word on you. So hard. You can go, they'll just keep you. Because the show word of prophecy is there. Unless they're a true prophet, or unless they're a true prophet, or you're not ours. You, you can go by anything. Praise God. You know, there are people. That, yesterday I was sharing with someone, I said, for me, it beats me when a man can hear this word for three years eh? and then leave a ministry for a lower message. That thing beats me. You know, because if they leave this ministry for a better message, that one I understand. I would say, man, a man start more emotions than I. You understand? But somebody lives like a grace ministry and they go back to the law. Eh? And you're like, eh, what you call out here? How do you do it? You understand what I'm saying? It means they were learning but they never came to the knowledge. And if you've kuzungad, you know, you come back, you later find yourself and say, but what am I doing here? Then you just come back slowly and sit in church. <laughs> because you have a seed in you. You, you can tell when somebody is not speaking at your wavelength. You can feel it and say, mm, this one is, is just taking me back. I feel, even in your madness, when you've had a certain word, 
There is a way you understand it. Praise God. It's the armor of light. In Luke 1, 76 and 79, it says, And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, thereby the day spring from on high has visited us, comma, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. He, he's again talking about here the armor of light as the only distinctive mark that separates a man from the shadow of death. You remember when the psalmist, psalmist says, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. The one, this, when the Bible says shadow of death, it, there cannot be a shadow of something that is not existent. But it only means to the Christian, Satan can sell a shadow. Who has understood what I just said? To the Christian, Satan can only sell a shadow. He can't sell the real thing. He can't kill you. But he can put a shadow. He says these things are shadow of things to come. But the reality is Christ. Let me explain what, what that means. Satan can only shed, he can, he can lie, he can create an image of a shadow. Because he knows he does not have the power to give the existence of that thing. He can't kill a believer. But he can, he can sell the lie of a shadow. When a man sees the shadow of death, he says, ay, 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 I think death is here. How could the psalmist say, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And again, the light here is coming through. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Next line. Who shall I fear? He can't be afraid because he knows this light is an armory. Somebody shout hallelujah. He knows it's an armor to be in the light. When you're a man of the light, you don't fear. Tell your neighbor, when you're a man of the light, you don't fear. You don't fear. When you're a man of the light, you don't fear. Are you in the light of the glorious gospel? Yes. Disease is not a threat. The words of men are not a threat. Circumstances and situations are not a threat. Why? Because the light is an armor. It's not just a privilege of, of, of stay. No, it is, an, it is, a, it is, it is a, it's a weapon to know that you belong to the light. The light shines in darkness. And the Bible says, and darkness comprehended him not. Light, listen, simple English. Or maybe let me give a simple analogy. I told one time people months ago, I said, when you enter a room of, of, of full of darkness, you don't rebuke darkness. Darkness doesn't flee at rebuke. Darkness doesn't understand the words of a man. You can't enter in darkness and say, darkness, uh, go, leave, fire, fire, leave. No. You stay in darkness. You just switch on the light. You don't rebuke, no. You just switch on. When darkness sees light, it knows what to do. When darkness sees the light, it knows what to do. That means you don't even need to waste your emotions on directing light. You devil, no. Even just waking up through a hard situation and you say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Satan knows what... That's a big blow. But some of you, you want to say, fire, 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 rakayaya, rakayaya. And God is like, look at this guy. 
instead of speaking the word on your life, you're ba 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 I send insects, 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 insects. No, the Lord is my light and my salvation. He says, He says, Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? He says, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they shall be stumbled and they shall fall. Though a host should encompass me, my heart shall not fear. Though woe shall rise against me. He says, in this will I be confident. That's a man who knows who he is. Things come, give me the, the, the message of that. The message Bible, verse 3 says, hey, that one, hey, that part, that very part. He says, when besieged, I'm calm as a baby. This guy, I don't know the guy who wrote who wrote the message Bible? I think he wrote it for me. He says, when I'm besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. <laughs> Who is understanding what I'm saying? You look so light and of the light when a circumstance is around you and you're smiling your way through. You're loving on yourself. You're eating pork. You're sleeping well. You're high-fiving everybody like nothing is happening. Yes, I know circumstances. Yeah, but you are happy, cool, calm, collected as a baby. That's called warfare. I'm teaching somebody to learn. Yes, it's bad. Whatever. Calm down. Praise God. Praise God. One time somebody called me. said, Apostle, this guy has called me. They are going to write on you. I told him, tell him he's wasting time. Why doesn't he release next week? Bye. You understand? It was deliberate. Of course the devil started saying, but what if they... I said, nah, uh, 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 you don't get it. You understand? You force yourself to sleep. Put chloroform on your head and sleep. You understand? You wake up and, and as you fight like that, you're so amazed at what God does. They find you and they say, but what, what kind of person? You, you, for you, 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 you. Because the man knows where the light is. The psalmist says, one thing I have longed for. One thing. In the same chapter, in the same chapter, he says, uh, next verse, next verse. One thing I have, give me the message. Let's continue the message. In the next verse. I'm asking God for one thing only. One thing. To live with him in his house my whole life. I'll contemplate his beauty. I'll stand at his feet. Whatever is happening, am I in the presence? Am I in the light? And the next verse says, that's the only quiet, secure place in a noisy world. The perfect getaway, far from the bars of traffic. And the next verse says, next verse, God holds me head and shoulder above all who try to pull me down. He says, I'm headed for his place to offer anthems that will raise the roof. Already I'm singing God's songs. I'm making music to God. This is a man who has understood God. He has understood God. Question is, are you in the presence? Tears, rest. Echi Hallelujah, somebody. That's why in Isaiah he says, The sun shall not be light 
by day, neither the brightness shall be the moon to give the light. You know why? He's saying nothing outside will define your victory. No element without will define whether you're going to be successful or not. Uh -uh. The, it's not because the government has gotten oil, therefore you're going to become rich. No. The Bible says the Lord shall be your light himself. That means whether the government has oil or it doesn't, you have oil. You understand what I'm saying? Whether it's working in the world or it's not working, with Lubega grace, it shall work. Whether the economy is bad and people are conversating about how everything is out of order, you are convinced that your light is shining in this dark world. You are the light of the world, the city set on a hill. You, it is your armory, it is your weapon. You always remember when enemies encompass you, you're in the light. A man sat in the light and God caused havoc in the camp of his enemies and they started tearing each other. The man just stayed with God. Simply, man, when you understand that, you understand why your weapons are not canon. No. When, whatever it is for you, what should, what should vindicate you is this simple. Am I straight with this fellow? Yes, that is enough. He says they shall come one way and they shall flee seven ways. Let me, it takes too much confusion, eh? For enemies to come in one way and flee seven. It takes too much confusion. Too much. Too much. It takes... Who has understood what I just said? It takes too much confusion. Eh? For, do you know what it means when, when the Bible says that... How many of you actually know the meaning of that scripture? May I explain it? When the Bible says that they shall come one way. Eh? Against the one way. It means they all come with the same mind. Same understanding same made up idea and then something hits them and then all of them have different minds what happens to seven men with a spirit of wickedness getting confused with each other they turn to each other because they stop to agree no let's poison him no let's do this no no there was stats between them you understand it means God will make those that seek you fight themselves do you understand what I'm saying? That's the confusion because he will, he will derail their mind and their counsel will be redirected against themselves. For you, what are you doing? As a baby. Collected and cool. It is beautiful to know you dwell in the light. That is why I tell people Sometimes you must make your battles shorter. You understand? You don't need to make them longer. No. Something comes. Are you hearing me? And you are attacked by the devil. You pull the rema, which is the light. You mention it. You bury it. You never even talk about it. Regardless of whether it continues to manifest in your life. You remind yourself you killed it. Who has understood what I just said? Something comes and you say I'm more than a conqueror by Christ who strengthens me. Some of you don't know that you're not encouraging yourself in that scripture. Some of you don't know that you have actually judged it. It has ended. 
but some of you prolonged its life after because you tried to check to see whether it has gone. Ah, uh-uh. you are in the light of the glorious gospel. The Lord is your light and your salvation. That's why he asks you, who are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? He's your light. You will make it. Tell your neighbor, but you have no choice. Yes, light is your weapon. Somebody shout hallelujah. Just raise your voice and thank God for the light of the glorious gospel. Thank him for knowledge. And I want you to take a minute and simply address anything in your life with the word of God. With the word of God. Just say a word and say poverty. I cannot be poor. I don't own you. You don't owe me. You have no place with me. Come on, say something. Say something. Something is happening in the spirit right now. Just take two minutes only. Just say something. You cause havoc in the camp of them that hate me. You have lifted me as a horn of your grace. I am more than a conqueror by Christ which strengthens me. I shall not be afraid of anything or anybody. I shall not be afraid of any circumstance or situation. You are in charge, you are above. You are in order. Sherere re re manto se kepraka, zanda sherere re 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 re
Se pro bo 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 sakaye. Se mato sa Sereke baba baba ba sharababa. Zondo ro bo 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 sakabranda. Come on, semo semo ramaso brava ba. Sebando sakabasheke. Ratanta taraba. Saraba baba sore. Senado solo bobosha. Hazabra kataraba baba. Rikapatare. Sore bobo baba. Sando baba.
what you have and what you don't have. No. Look at who you have. You know, I'm led in my spirit to encourage. I don't know who God was speaking to, but there was somebody here about to give up. Don't give up. Stay in the light.
We've too seen hard days, but the Bible says you will have a full reward if you do not give up. In due season, you shall will reap. Don't don't give up who are don't. It's all you have. You don't have another choice. You don't have another life outside it. It's not there. It's not there. Churches, the presence of God is not supposed to be an option. It is supposed to be a constant in your life. That one, accept it. You are called for this. Allow God to perfect you and work in you. Take the word of God more serious. Don't give up on the word. Don't. I feel God is helping. Can can somebody just if this is an instruction. Everybody here pray for your family. Just pray for your family. Just take a minute and just pray for your family members. Those that are not born again. If you have a sick parent, I feel the words that people are speaking right now are going to change their family. God about your household. The righteous prayer, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much power, dynamic in nature. May God visit your family. May struggle and strife cease from your father's house. May unbelief cease. May witchcraft cease. May disease cease. decision you can make. Come and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Come.
I think we're starting second service soon. Don't you think so? What do you think? I think we're starting second service soon. Because you're full up, you're full down, you're full in the sides. You're squeezed. But endure this period, please. Please. I now have the same problems Jesus had. He was never in a... He was always out in the world. 5,000 men following him without food. For you only are struggling with space. Endure. It will pass soon. Banage. Mujemuro koke. come in your house and you think I'm the one who sent them. Carry somebody on Thursday. Repeat these words after me. Best decision you're ever going to make. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again for me. Tonight, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. 